Hello, thank you for joining us. We are a mother-daughter team striving to build a healthy and sustainable community. We have our generational differences, but have decided to lift each other up with our strengths and passions. Hi, I'm Holly, I'm the mom, and although there are many aspects of health and what healthy looks like for everybody, I have found my crazy life of tribulations always putting me on this path of health. I hope to impact others as I know others are struggling with some of the same issues. Hi, I'm Chloe, the daughter. Many of my passions are centered around sustainability. There are big and small steps that we can take together to be a part of the bigger picture. I hope to spread environmental awareness and action. Thank you for joining us. We're so happy you're here. Please wait till the end to hear our disclaimer. Hello, everybody. I just crack up because now that we're, I don't know, like a year and a half in, we've decided that we should check to make sure the mic is on. Because do you remember that one time we made a podcast and we're like, oh, oh that was such a good podcast. It was, I don't remember which episode it was, but yeah. I'm like, wow, that felt great. Yeah. And, and it was off. <laughs> yeah, the, our mic was off, so nothing was recorded. We and we to- were like, we were so exhausted at the end of it because it was late too. Yeah, it, wasn't really- it, was, it was a very good one. It was it was kind of yeah. late that night. I don't remember what it was. So we are wrapping up Domestic <laughs> Violence Awareness Month. Um, this month was uh, prompted by Gabby's death. Um, say her last name. Petito. Petito. Um, when that happened in the news, it really upset me. It really got me going Mm. and reflecting on my own life and things that have happened. So um, I thought it'd be a good time for us to do that and do some reflection because we were in a situation of domestic abuse actually for eight years, eight years of hell. Mm -hmm. And um, I don't know, I've reached out to our organizations here, our domestic violence shelter, and hopefully they are um, able to share this with people and Mm -hmm. um, kind of educate others on domestic violence and um, also people that are victims. Yeah. So that being said, this last one that we're doing is talking about after the abuse and offering hope. Yeah. We'd like to offer hope because we're, we are now in that place. Yeah. Everybody's journey is different and it can't be rushed. No, no. You mean after, yeah, after we're, we're out because the healing mm-hmm. process is so different for everybody. It's so continual. It is. It's like milestone after mm-hmm, milestone. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of growing. Um, so I don't know if you remember this because you were, how old were you at this time? 12? I'm trying to remember your age. After we left, after it was over, after I escaped after I had a restraining order, it really wasn't over yet. No. Um, I remember we moved into a home and we and I called it the healing house because I didn't want to make, you guys were in school, you had your friends, um, we were trying to survive and make things great and wonderful and I didn't want to yeah. make any irrational decisions on like, oh my God, we just got to get out of here and just right. like move and then all of a sudden I'm in a different town. And I didn't want to be stupid about it. So we moved actually right across the street from where mm-hmm. we were literally directly across the street yeah which was also hard because yeah i could sit and look at the home um that we lived in while we endured all that but so we had the healing house we called it the healing house yeah. 
I had restraining orders on him. And I remember um, it was a very small town and everybody knew me, knew Mm -hmm. us. And unfortunately, people were starting to talk. And with talk comes gossip and the stories got ridiculous. And you know how that is. So it is what it is. And I thought the people that know me will will know who I am, my true character. Anyways, I remember somebody calling me saying, hey, did you see your ex? He's been standing on the corner for the last six hours. I'm like, what? And Hmm. she said, yeah, I went to the grocery store and then I went to Appleton and I came back and he's still standing there. Well, my restraining order, he was allowed to be 500 feet from me and he stood on that corner um, from what I understand for about nine hours, just staring at the house smoking Mm. cigarettes and Mm -hmm. just staring how flipping weirdo is that and on that note so messed up restraining orders are they're not they're not always um i don't know legally that great i mean if he is totally infringing on it and purposely breaking those then the law can do something but i would go to Appleton and yeah. there he miraculously would be or I'd go to Wausau and there he would everywhere mm-hmm. I went he was right but he technically wasn't breaking the restraining order because he could go to places too but I'm like he is following me like it, it's, it's a shadow so messed up. it was so it's a messed psychological up. game at that point yeah so you actually had visitations for a short period of time and then um he actually ended up in jail and had a mental health crisis and mm. ended up in a mental health ward. Um, the story is so big and yeah. so elaborate. It's a very and brief version of it. It is extremely brief and generic, but the, the police force actually had meetings about him. He was so he wasn't dangerous. He was a guy you, wouldn't, you would want around. <laughs> no, no, he isn't. And then... Um, he wasn't. He wasn't. He wasn't. No. What did I say? <laughs> he said he isn't. Oh, well, he bad. isn't. Yeah. Yeah. So eventually mm. um, he had actually passed away and um, I became good friends with his first wife and he had two children. You have two um, half sisters um, through that. I do? No. no okay. <laughs> Well, you said he said you and you do have two halves, as if you were telling me the first time. <laughs> and that and that I would decide to tell yeah. you that on a podcast in front of everybody. Yeah. So you're um, two sisters, and he would not let me talk to his first wife, but she and I actually became good friends, and she and I were actually the ones that went mm-hmm. in and talked to the chief of police to let her right. him know about the crazy and that he was walking the streets and what he was potentially capable of. Mm. But I remember she called me um, and she said, Hey, she goes, he's, he, he's going to die. I'm like, say what? And I, I I didn't Mm. believe it. And she said, yeah. And I said, are you sure? Is he not like faking it? Because he Uh was manipulative. Oh yeah. yeah. And so um, I remember coming to you and saying, Hey, um, I'm going to step outside being your mom here for a minute. And I'm going to let you know that your dad is, is sick and um, he's, he's going to die. And I want to give you an opportunity to go see him. Yeah. I remember this conversation. Yeah. Exactly. You do. Uh-huh. And what'd you say? No, no, you said, uh, you, no, that's not, uh, I mean, long. He, oh, eventually what, I said, no, you did. But, um, 
I don't know, I didn't want you to be 30 or 40 years old and, and hold that against me because I knew and I didn't give you that opportunity. Yeah. I offered to go with you. I offered the police to come. No. Um, yeah. And I didn't want to go because I don't want that lasting memory. Yeah, you asked memory of at, him. At that point you said you wanted to think about it. Mm-hmm. And then by the time that happened, he had he had died. So um when I got the phone yeah, call. Yeah, but I was leaning toward no. Right. Well, I didn't know that wasn't in your head. Oh well, now you know. And <laughs> I remember when I got the call that he had passed away, I was like, Oh, I I don't buy it. I'm not buying it. Mm. I didn't believe it. I remember telling your older brother, who probably got the most wrath of the abuse mm-hmm. out of the three of you. And I said, he's dead. And he goes, for sure. And I said, so I'm told. He goes, do you believe it? And I said, no. He goes, I don't either. And Because he was that crafty. He was yeah. that manipulative that I thought he easily could have faked us somehow mm-hmm. because he was so, yeah. And so nuts. So when, my point is when you're out of the relationship and you're in that, that place of, thinking you're safe you you it still haunts you it's like a shadow that just always follows you and people truly react in different ways I mean instead of the peace that you think might be there Mm -hmm. there there's an anxiousness that's like a PTSD definitely and instead of joy uh you you might feel guilt Mm. I know that sounds crazy but you feel guilty um for having the situation evolve into this, that you almost mm. feel sorry for them in a way. Right. You know? Um, or you might not feel anything. You just might feel numb. I feel like that's where I was at. Yeah. Would you say that? Yeah, I would say that. Yeah. I don't know. Sometimes the survivor might feel unsafe. Mm. They might struggle with regulating everyday emotions. And it may been so suppressed. Yeah. And it may take months or years to regain a sense of safety. I can diddle that. I I can ditto. <laughs> do you say that anymore? I don't know. Just anyway. <laughs> I remember um, being in a relationship sometime after that. And um, I remember waking up in the middle of the night and I was actually sitting up looking out the window. Mm. And this was after he waiting had, for him. Yeah. Thinking he was stalking me, staring at Mm. me outside the window. And I didn't even realize I was sitting up, but the the panic and the fear and my heart was racing and I was breathing Mm. heavy and I was, I was terrified. That's terrifying. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, but I mean, I still. Because if that's all you knew for that long, it's like ingrained in you. It does. And. Becomes you. I still, I still feel that. Mm. I still feel that. Not to that extreme, but I wake up scared, Mm -hmm. you know? Right. Um, it takes it takes time to process and grieve the emotions, and you begin to redefine yourself, honestly, and your life and uh, everything that happens. There are lasting effects that that some people have that have like anxiety and depression. Mm-hmm. And I read a statistic out there, and how true it is. I'm not sure, but they say 23 percent of the survivors have attempted suicide. Holy shit that's almost a quarter yeah you know but when you endure that kind of abuse where emotionally and and physically you you can't get out of your own head at that point you can't yeah it's it it's amazing what they can do the damage they can do to a human Mm -hmm. being um we're here to offer hope today though right yeah we are so i'm just (laughs) we are here to offer help but i'm also here to offer 
offer my words and mm-hmm. um, information that I know is true, that it's not like, okay, he's gone, everything's hunky-dory. Mm-hmm. I'm being real. I get real with people. You know how I am. I don't sugarcoat stuff. So No, you don't. <laughs> that, being sa- that. that being said, though, it, it, it is a process, and I'm letting you know that the process is normal and the process is okay, mm-hmm. and you're, there's nothing wrong with you if you feel these things. Right. You know? Totally. They they actually say there are three stages. Where are they? They're like safety and stabilization. Like you realize you're safe and that things are going to be stable. Like That's you weird. get into yeah. that place of that mental. And for people who have never been in this situation, they're like, what the hell? Like what Wait, is, yeah. What do you mean you feel safe? They what don't do know what you? that means. No. When you're thinking about what shirt to wear, a survivor is thinking about what room is he in and is he mm-hmm. going to hit me in the next 30 seconds or is he going to come after me? You're thinking of surviving. You're not thinking about a damn shirt, right. you know? Um, remembering, uh, you know, those, those moments and you go back into that, that space of living that abuse, that feeling that you, you can relive it and feel it. And that PTSD is, mm-hmm. is there. Um, and then the third state is like reconnecting with society, with your family, with your friends. And um, I think the important part of of that is, honestly, and I can't say this enough, is to avoid negative thought mm-hmm. and do things for you that are positive and productive. And that in make a way you happy. That make you happy, feel fulfilled. And mm-hmm. to anybody else, they might seem stupid, mundane, or little like journaling or art or reading or doing mm-hmm. whatever makes you feel whole and complete, even mm-hmm. if it's for a moment, do it. It's your life. It is your life. And one moment at a time, because that one moment of giving yourself that five minutes of something that you weren't allowed to do during the, the days, weeks, months, years, excuse me, <clears throat> of abuse, then... That one little step turns into another. Mm-hmm. It just you get a you get a feel for it. You get like a, a feel for freedom, a taste of it, and it's like I want more of that. I want mm-hmm. more of that shit. Mm-hmm. You know, it just <laughs> happens. Yeah. Um. Personally, um, the things that I on- honestly get upset about when I think about the abuse that I endured are the things that have changed in my heart mm-hmm. and head, and sometimes they're unbearable. Still, even since 2006, when I left, I'm still working on things in my mind, in my heart. You know, um, I think some of the things that have lessened over time are the nightmares. Mm -hmm. I still remain vigilant. You see how vigilant I am. I think it's instilled in all of us now. Yeah. And I'm sorry for that. No, but I'd rather be vigilant than not. Yeah. I'm always aware. Yeah. And untrusting. Yeah. I am so on top of uh, manipulators. Yeah, you are. I know. It's crazy. S- you're like, don't trust them. I know. I'm like, go ahead. And you're like, because, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. yeah I'll, I see I'll have a whole page of reasons why yeah. within seconds of meeting somebody. Uh-huh. And it can be an, an eye movement. It can be a sentence they said. It, I just pick up on it. Not, yeah. not. So, I mean, these may be our gifts that have been given. I think everything happens for a reason kind of thing. Uh, maybe I would never want to go back and endure that bullshit, but I, I am grateful for the lessons Mm -hmm. I've learned because I'm very well aware. I'm aware of people using me. Mm -hmm. Um, but you, you also get this feeling that nobody cares. 
you know no yeah. don't be sorry but it, it's just no, a it feeling you get hear people i love that have gone through that you know yeah and i think i think people that go through that sit in their minds a lot they don't mm-hmm. they don't share they don't talk and on on the other side i think people that hear that don't know how to react they don't know what words to offer for hope and encouragement mm-hmm. and love because it's like foreign to them right. you know what do you say to somebody who says man i'm getting abused at home i hate this shit i don't know what mm-hmm. to do i feel scared blah, blah, blah. what do you say to what somebody is like such that? A, yeah. yeah it's so you feel very alone in in that world mm-hmm. sometimes you know mm-hmm. i know i struggle with body image as a result yeah. of all this um i look in the mirror and i don't see mm-hmm. what you you say is there right uh, i just see and something I can different say all i want but it's you know yeah it just, it's you telling you yeah. your stuff it just morphed my brain cells into it's sad it makes me sad oh don't be sad don't be sad so and being that said I, I i literally have allowed that your dad the abuser to infiltrate my brain and like i said in previous podcast it's a slow slow process of brainwashing and although I have um, also had to do with my mother's abuse of a negative impact on me, it literally is decades of reprogramming my ideas and thoughts and mm. my heart to a healthier place. It has taken decades, really, to to realize to not develop ev- into who you are actually meant to be. Right, but I feel like you know, I don't know, like I've. I'm this person that is supposed to be walking in this life and have this purpose and greater goals and whatever. And, mm. you know, things have been taken from me. They've been stolen from me through that. But and it, it hindered me. you've been built up because of those things being taken from you. True. You, you may become stronger. Certain, sure, yes. But you have not had, had you not had those experiences, you wouldn't have experienced other things. True. That were good. So you can't say things were stolen from you because things were stolen from you if you didn't go through that. Yeah. Other things could have been. You know, though, I yeah, true. It's just perspective. It is perspective. I also feel like I've made a lot of mistakes in trying to find refuge, like in mm. other relationships, um, when I wasn't fully healed or aware that I was running from one problem to another. I mean, being with others that weren't necessarily good for me just added to my lack of self-worth. I didn't realize at the time that there's nothing wrong with me. I just needed to come to a place and realize my patterns or my programming that went on from that day, uh, from my from the day I was born, mm. isn't what I was supposed to be. You know what I mean? Right. It was. It's, you can you can only flourish into what you were told you could flourish into. Mm-hmm. And I think I've told you this. I think Three Doors Down has it. The song. Oh, is it away from the sun? So far down, away from the I song. think so, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so that song, I love that song. I love I love Three Doors Down, too, though. Um, some oldies, but goodies. But oldies? That, well, isn't that like 90s or oh, early 2000s? I don't, I don't know. Is that oldies? That's not oldies. That's just pop 2K. Okay, we'll go with that. <laughs> but that song reminds me kind of of me like sitting in a hole trying to see the sun and like when you go through abusive thing, like dirt, mm. you're trying to get out, but you can't, and the dirt keeps coming oh, in on you. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know. Being in that, or you know, being in other, or trying to fix myself by latching on to possibly another relationship wasn't the healthiest or best interest for me. 
or you but guys you didn't or my know children. That. No, I didn't know that. Um, but remember, you guys, anybody who's out there who's in this situation, your kids are living by your example you are setting. And if I want to be better than my circumstances that are given to me, mm. I needed to want to do something better for myself. And the work, the reprogramming, I I needed I needed to do it. And it's been mm-hmm. grueling. It's been hard. Mm-hmm. And it's a constant process. Grow, as I grow up, I've seen you change and develop really? into who you're I feel like close you're getting closer to who you are supposed to be. Oh my God, what is that? I don't know. Is it scary? No. Oh. <laughs> I, I feel like so. the last four or five yeah. years I've exploded with growth. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, no. But um and I needed to do that because I mm-hmm. loved myself enough, but I loved you guys even more. Oh, and I wanted to I show you. you what you could do. Yeah. You know, and the power of believing. But also in like yourself. looking in a mirror and realizing that you have the same capabilities. Yeah. You need to do that. Yeah. Right? Mm. It's not easy <laughs> to do, I will tell you that, but it's necessary. So you do have the power to do what you would like to do with your life. I can't stress that enough. Um, There are things in life that we take for granted. And honestly, in my opinion, should be taken for granted. Um, Some things that I've gotten back that I don't take for granted anymore. Mm. Mm -hmm. And this might resonate with people out there is um, I can go to the bathroom without being timed. Mm. I can eat whatever I want. I get to sleep. Do you know what that means to me? Man, that is golden to me. You had a lot stolen from you in that aspect. Oh, my God. And tell our listeners, when I am done making the coffee pot stuff, taking my vitamins, doing my wrinkle cream, doing all my nightly routine. You get so excited. I hear you you like squeal of delight when I get in. Every time you get into bed. I get so excited because I get to sleep. It sounds so stupid probably. but it's not stupid. um, I can take as long as I want. And I get to go shopping. I think that's why I like to shop so much. Right. I don't constantly have to worry about where he's lurking or stalking because he's dead, first of yeah. all. But because that time has passed also for anybody else living with that. Um, my things are my things. I don't have mm-hmm. to worry about him taking family heirlooms or my stuff and selling them out from underneath me. Right. Um, I get to talk to you. Mm-hmm. I wasn't allowed to talk to you guys before. Right. Um, I can say hello to others and I can look up in public. I wasn't allowed to do that. It's just been little things that most people take for granted that are gifts to mm-hmm. me that I've, I've been given back. So for me to look up at somebody, smile and say hello, and they say hello back, that is golden to me. Mm-hmm. Like, And they will never know the depth of it. No, they and don't know the depth of it, and that's okay. They don't know. Yeah. It's, it's your life. It's, yeah. I'm so happy you can do those things. It's like I don't know what to say to that right now. No, you, know? you, you don't have to I'm say just anything because this is like processing it. It's processing it, and I have not been through it to that extent. So, no, thank God. Yeah, because I'll tell you, as long as I'm alive, if you're with somebody and I see anything, he's gonna get bitch slapped. He, she, whatever. Yeah, yeah. So my point is, um, now that I'm here, and I wish I had the courage. I wish I would have done it sooner, mm-hmm. honestly. Mm-hmm. Trusting myself seems to be the core of all changes inside. Following if, that gut. I'm so big on that. 
Yes. I'm so we've talked so you well. much about it the last like week or two. And it's just following so, your gut a constant. Because you're a, my belief is your soul knows what's best for you. And sometimes there's a struggle between your heart and your head. That'd be another good podcast. Heart and head. Yeah. So we'll write that down. I know you're signing. We're going to forget. Sign. Grab no. a pen. All right. So if. <laughs> no, girl. Girl, we hand me a pen. We were ADHD humans. What was it again? <laughs> heart versus okay. heart and head. If a listener is out there going through this, you're not alone. There mm. are organizations and people wanting to help. You can call it the hotline, domestic violence hotline, 1-800-799-7233. Yeah. People out there that are listening, give yourself some grace and let your mind dream. Dream, dream, dream. Like of, I wonder what if I could sleep all night. I wonder if I was allowed to look up in public. If you're allowed, if you allow your mind to go that way, if you're able to think and hope and wish for something if you can daydream of being free i'm here to tell you that that little string of hope that little thought process is all you need Mm -hmm. um yes it changes you but it's okay you've got this trust yourself you are amazing Mm -hmm. you can take the first step um to get your life back don't don't look back that's the biggest thing. Don't look back. Just go. Just go. Don't let your mind revisit the abusive memories. It only reopens the wound and prevents healing. You know, remember, sometimes you need to forget how you feel and remember what you deserve. Mm-hmm. Honestly, um, this wraps up our DV segment, and I'm glad we did it. Me I had too. to revisit a, a lot of yucky places when I was writing it. I didn't talk about all of those those things, yeah. but I think I hope it helps someone or just brings awareness to the topic in general. Yeah, I like I like people to know that they're not alone. I like people to know that I'm a real human being that people look at would never think. No, people that, that, don't know. You don't know who you're passing on the street that their story. No, you where don't. Where they've been. And we hope we've provided you with the knowledge to either help yourself. Or help others um, that might be going through this mm-hmm. and understand um, understand the perspectives that we've put in this podcast over the last four weeks. Nobody wants to feel alone in this, and we must remember that we have each other. Mm-hmm. Join us next week as we change the tone with our podcast. We will be switching to a topic called Nice Guys Finish Last, or Do They? It's a men, men's mental health um, series. Yeah, I think we'll do a series of four on that one. But, yeah, that first yeah. one will be Nice Guys Finish Last. Um, I think it's a topic that should be talked about. And yeah, I, I want to touch that. The that. generational difference even in that topic, saying Nice Guys Finish Last or just men's mental health is not talked about enough. And we want to leave an open space and an open conversation for that. Yeah, absolutely. What if people want to get a hold of us? Um, email us at webuiltus at gmail.com or you can message us on Facebook um, at We Built Us Podcast or Instagram, We Built Us Podcast. Or you can just. Um, That's all. Yeah. That's te- all they te- can do. Text us if you know us. I don't know. We'll figure it out. Yeah. You, you, there's a few ways you can reach us. So we appreciate you guys listening. Yes, we do. Thanks for joining us. We'll talk to you next week. 
The We Built Us podcast offers health, fitness, and nutritional information along with sustainable ideas and is created for entertaining and educational purposes only. You should not rely on this information as a substitute for, nor replace professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. If you have any concerns or questions about your health, you should always consult with a physician or other healthcare professional. Do not disregard or avoid medical-related advice from your healthcare professional because of something you may have heard on this podcast. The use of any information provided on this podcast is solely at your own risk. Product mentions are a personal opinion and are not intended to advise the use of. Any of these products mentioned and the use of any products are solely at your own risk.